Yo, this is Sam Sports Podcast. It is Tuesday, November 21st, 2017. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Oh my God, it is one of the best times of the year talking about playoff time for football. And I'm here with Shaka. We got to look at this playoff picture. Shaka, happy Thanksgiving, or almost Thanksgiving. How you doing? How's your week going? Happy almost Turkey Day, guys. Everything's good. Uh, I'm looking forward to a little vacation time. Nice, nice. This is, I'm looking forward to it as well. Get a few days off, get some food in me. I mean, it's, I just, one of the best times of the year. And I got to admit, football's a big part of that. So, dude, we got to look at this playoff picture. This is, this is a very unique playoff situation for both conferences. We're seeing a lot of new teams, a lot of new stories, a lot of new faces, some old hits that we know very well as well. But, I mean, Interesting stuff going on. Our, uh, uh, I think we're going to look at NFC, then look at AFC. Um, dude, do you have any you have any particular things you want to jump at before before we dig into the NFC here? I'm not going to lie. This is hard looking at the playoff schedule, but I want to point one thing out. Mm-hmm. And it's not necessarily relevant to our playoff scenario conversation, but just talking in general about playing yourself out of the playoffs. Uh, last week, the last thing I think I mentioned was talking about how worried I was, like, there's this duality of do we let, you know, um, the Jets in particular, do you let a backup start once you think you're out of the playoffs? And sure enough, uh, the Buffalo Bills, right after you and I spoke, decided to bench Tyrod Taylor and put in their, you know, their future quarterback or quarterback, you know, potentially in the future. Unproven fifth-round rookie, but quarterback of the future. And it was the same thing I was worried about. When you look at the schedule in terms of who they have to play, you know, do you want to put them in and get them some good reps, you know, against a team that's okay, so-so? Or do you want to put them in against a buzzsaw and have his confidence absolutely shattered? And Peterman ended up throwing five interceptions before halftime in a fucking game. And, I mean, if that doesn't break your quarterback project, I don't know what does. And, I mean, it's just a testament, one, to the Bills have no fucking clue what they're doing. Two, their team was actually in the playoff hunt. And, I mean, as to what where they stand now, it's anyone's guess. Three, I'm sure the, the team, the, the, the players themselves, are at a loss for why would you bench a guy in Tyrod Taylor who they have faith in for an unproven rookie. And four, God, and there's some really good articles I read in Deadspin about playing to what your strengths are at quarterback and, and just position players. You know, and there's a really good article that explains, like, why, number one, why we were so blown away by Deshaun Watson and how good he was. And that was because the offensive coordinators in Houston, you know, they they ran a playbook that was very similar to what he used in college. They played to his strengths. They didn't try to force him to become something he wasn't, which is what was going on in Buffalo with Tyrod Taylor, where, you know, he's playing so well at the beginning of the season because he was doing the things that he was good at. But the new offensive coordinator... Uh, was kind of forcing him into this thing that he was not, which is why they're pretty much heading into a spiral right now, and they ultimately benched him. So my rant is over. That's, Shaka, God bless you for ranting like that and coming out and just hitting the nail right on the head. I think in 2017, coaching is a very big part of this sport. And as we see these sort of golden age quarterbacks like Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady and Roethlisberger and Eli Manning sort of you know, ride off into the sunset a little bit, these newer guys kind of have not fully established themselves. So guys like Deshaun Watson, Carson Wentz, Dak Prescott, for that matter, these are guys where coaching 
playing to their strengths, putting them in situations where they are going to excel makes a big difference when it comes to the product on the field and W's in the scoreboard. And you said it, man. They might have ruined this guy's career. And they're in a they, at the start of the day, they were in a playoff hunt. You know, they were in the playoffs. Now they're not. And really, all of that goes back to the coaching. So, you know, there's there needs to be some fingers that are being pointed. And I mean, the Bills, you gotta you gotta point some fingers at yourselves because this was a, a poor move. Yeah, you can't really blame. I mean, Tyrod Taylor hasn't played particularly well, and that's a combination of you know coaching change, which is fine. There's always an adjustment period. So you know, outright just playing yourselves into the ground. I'm gonna and, yep, also the- I'm gonna throw out a Tyrod Taylor stat that I heard today. Tyrod Taylor has thrown zero interceptions under pressure this year. Which is crazy, and I think I would actually give credit to the offensive coordinator because he's known as one of those guys. He's very turnover-obsessed and minimizing turnovers, which is great for Tyrod Taylor's numbers in terms of securing the football, but in terms of making him as flexible and, you know, being that guy who uh, he works out of the scramble. You know, when the, the pocket breaks down, he's fantastic. You know, he's one of the best in the NFL at it, which is something that they do not want him to do in Buffalo now, which, I mean, you kind of tie a guy's arm behind his back and tell him to throw it, you know, 80 yards downfield. It's going to be much harder to do. So, Dude, if anything, this is just, this has earned Tyrod Taylor some more money in the offseason. They have a problem in terms of a fit there. Yeah, they've they've got to figure out a few things, especially if they want to try to win. If they don't want to win now, then why did they trade for Kelvin Benjamin? Listen, we could, let's, we've given the Bills too much time already. On this. So we can skip them when we come around to the main. That's exactly right. We're good. The AFC is a hot mess of a playoff picture as it is. <laughs> we'll start with the NFC where it's a little clearer defined as to who are the major players. And then the last few wild cards, I think, have some question marks. I'm going to start off with my, I mean, it's almost becoming weekly, my Eagles gasm with them dominating the Cowboys. This is in, in Dallas. They're losing at halftime. 30 unanswered in the second half. Losing the kicker. Going for two. I mean... What's crazy, and it's not just me raving about my Eagles, is that they truly are the toast of the league. They're getting better. Darby came back and had an interception. Fletcher Cox, Derek Barnett, I mean, and not just that, they rotate these defensive linemen. None of the guys have played any more than 70% of the snaps for the entire team all season. These guys are fresh off the line the entire game. And now you got a Jaye. I mean, this team is getting hot at the right time. They're getting better at the right time. Smacking around the Dallas Cowboys. Listen, we could go on and on. I could talk about Alshon Jeff. We could go on. But I think today's podcast doesn't need to focus too much on them. Because I think whatever ends up happening, if they end up having an up and down over the end of the season, I, I kind of have a feeling they're going to coast into the playoffs or at least get there and probably be one of the top seeds. Let's focus a little bit more on these other NFC teams who are really kind of stepping forward and establishing themselves this year. I'm talking about the Vikings, talking about the Saints, talking about the Rams. Now, we saw a little, something was revealed with this Vikings-Rams game. Now, I personally thought in Minnesota, Mike Zimmer's defense, they were going to probably figure out a way to slow down Goff in this high-powered offense. That happened. But... Can they really sustain themselves with this Case Keenum? You know, I think they're playing efficiently, but it's sort of like, eh, is he really that good? Chaka, give me some thoughts on this Rams-Vikings situation. Well, this one, the we know the Eagles pretty much 
they can lock up the division as early as week 12. Yes, that, I think that's... The rest of the, the, the ship, Sam, is anybody's friggin' guess right now. Um, I will say this. I remember there was once upon a time where I watched more college football than I watched NFL football. And I remember Case Keenum, University of Houston, <laughs> breaking the record for most yards, passing yards for a college quarterback. He's the all-time leader, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, at least at the time. He probably still is the all-time all passing yards leader in the in college football history. Wow. Which is crazy to think of. I mean, it's just mind-boggling, but he is. Um, and it's taken him a long, long time to break through in the NFL. And lo and behold, the, the Vikings have won, I think, six in a row? Five in a row? Uh, six and in a row. They've won six games in a row. He's played, I wouldn't say he's played out of his mind. He's not going to make the Pro Bowl or anything. But he's played a competent, as as well as anyone can hope your backup quarterback plays when, you know, your starter goes down with yeah. injury. They, they certainly did not think he was going to be the man coming this this far into the season. Look, it goes without saying when this offseason starts for the Minnesota Vikings, no matter how far they make it, they're going to have a major quarterback issue to solve. But mm-hmm. right now, Case Keenum is the guy that they need because the defense is played out of its mind, mm-hmm. and they just need someone who's not going to turn the football over, who's going to make good decisions with the, uh, the football. And Adam Thielen. Yes. We can't. Stephon Diggs and Adam Thielen. Holy shit. I, I'm, I'm sure those two guys are not complaining about the amount of targets that they're getting, you know, in games. They're not, you know, they're not as high powered an offense as the Rams per se, but they're they're not they're not slouches either. I mean, their points for and points against when you look at, they're a little bit above um, the middle of the pack in points for, points against. Their the defense is stellar, mm. and what they did to the Rams, I mean, absolutely just clamping the doors shut on this varied and very like you know multi purposed. Rams offense yeah. shows you the yeah, they, are- they they did not let Jared Goff do anything. They didn't let Todd Gurley. I think pretty much they said we're not letting Goff or Gurley do anything. The rest of you guys do what you want. Yeah, whether or not they uh, they put points on the board, their defense is legit. They're always going to be a problem. So uh, the Vikings are definitely you know they're in this thing to win it. Now let's pull the Saints into this discussion because that game against the Redskins. Okay, so I mean. When I saw them down by at least two touchdowns in the second half, I had a feeling like, all right, you know, wow, the Redskins kind of came in and, and really socked it to them. I think I believe it was in New Orleans, and yeah. uh, you know, it was this real feeling of the Redskins still have bite in them. This uh, New Orleans, you know, they they had a trap game, but then to see Drew Brees come back, to see him become Drew Brees, to see this sort of dormant volcano of a Hall of Fame quarterback who has really sort of taken a backseat to this amazing Kamara Ingram run game, all of a sudden he's going 11 for 11, they're going two drives down the field, and they're winning the game in overtime. And it was this moment of like, oh yeah, it's Drew Brees. Who the fuck did you think you were dealing with? And (laughs) now we have to say, okay, well, they are having a they've got a good defense they're getting into the hunt and now it's almost sort of like you sort of strip away the records and the stats and it's kind of like all right you got the eagles you got the rams you got the vikings you got the saints you've got goff wentz keenum and breeze and there's that feeling of like all of a sudden i feel like i'm more scared of the saints than i am any other t- as an eagles fan cuz i'm kind of like the rams and the vikings a good enough defense can can stifle their offenses and can figure out a way to rattle those quarterbacks. But Breeze and a run game, I mean, that that's like a Super Bowl fighter right there. So 
that's kind of the element that I was I sort of learned a little bit with that Saints victory. Do you have any takes on the Saints? I think you have a legitimate concern there. Uh, when you think about the Saints and what they've done to change uh, the the way that offense is augmented, uh, just presented on the field, uh, I think it also goes back to what you're saying about a freshness. Like you, you're talking about, you know, the Eagles have a freshness. The the Saints aren't relying on Drew Brees to throw them out of every crisis now this year. You know, you've got a, a two-headed monster running back in Ingram and Kamara. And Kamara can do so many things in terms of lining up in the backfield, lining up in the slot and motion, that it really gives him some flexibility. And all of the attention isn't always on Drew Brees. And sure enough, in a game where you actually need to, you know, pick up the phone and call in an airstrike, sure enough, Drew Brees is fresh, you know, for a 40-year-old dude to still be a legitimate threat. And I think the Redskins got reminded that, you know, Drew Brees is not the one to fuck with uh, on any given Sunday. Look, the New Orleans defense has played absolutely, in terms of just uh, progress from last year, where they were last year, where every game had to be a shootout in order for them to win, to now this year where they're commanding, commanding victories. Um, I, I think this team is now, like, I think they finally found their hitch. And they're really dangerous. They're the only other team besides the Eagles who've won eight games in a row. Yeah. So they are legitimate. And they are, I think, if you were going to talk about a matchup nightmare, it's got to be the New Orleans Saints. Yeah. And now one of the things I have to mention, just because it's, I feel like we're keeping pace now that we're looking at a playoff race, is injuries. Saints got a couple of injuries. Marshawn Lattimore, I think he had to come in and out of the game, but it, it was, it, you know, it didn't look good. And yeah. I believe Alex Okafor is done for the year. For them, I believe that's. For, I believe he was playing for the Saints. That's you know pieces of this defense that listen. One of the biggest enemies for any Super Bowl team or any playoff team is attrition and injuries. And the Saints felt a little bit of that this this Sunday. But I think you're absolutely right. This is they've got the tools and the pieces to match up well, and I mean make some noise. Like so, playoff picture scenario. Do you think the all four of these teams are probably in there? They, are they gonna? Are they in? I would say they're in. I, I'm. I'm probably looking at maybe the NFC South. And funny enough, with the New Orleans Saints, the only thing I'm still trying to figure out is is, is Carolina for real or not? Yeah. You know, let's really... let's give them their own little line item here because they're seven and three. They've kind of like sort of separated themselves a little bit, but I don't know. I've seen a lot of up and down play from Carolina. Tell me what you're thinking with Carolina. Well, I'm worried. I mean, at, at the end of the day, they're not a, a team in the sense that they have, you know, uh, an Ingram and Kamara to fall back on. This is all Cam Newton. This is a Cam Newton show. Yeah. Whether he's healthy or not is pretty much the deciding factor in how far this team can go. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it depends from game to game. They're, they're doing a little bit of a better job in terms of keeping him from getting sacked in the backfield. But the offensive line is still questionable. Um, their defense is much better, but I, there's still too many things. Their wide receiver, they're they're much thinner. Yeah. Wide receiver, and I like their tight end Dixon, but I, I don't know if it's enough to carry them. Let's say they do make it to the playoffs uh, against a team with more firepower. Yeah. They're going to have to answer the call, and I'm not really sure they're up to snuff. Yeah, so, and I always fear a team in a rematch. You know, it, I've learned in my time of watching football that. Rematches mean absolutely nothing. That just means, if anything, the team yeah. that lost the last time has probably got more tape and more of an idea on how to beat you that time. Yeah, exactly. So I did see the Eagles smoke the Panthers this year. I believe it was in Carolina. Um, 
However, after seeing the Eagles dominate the Redskins twice this year, I'm a little like, I, I think if they, they need to take care of business, they can take care of business. But my point is, Carolina's got those mortal flaws. You know, everything does sort of live and die by Cam Newton. You know, if he's having a good game, if he's running hard, if he's accurate, they can be dangerous. But, you know, you start breaking with the, you know, defensive pressure, things like that. I, and like you said, offensive line is atrocious. I mean, I don't think it's very good in Carolina. I mean, I think that's going to be their undoing. I think they could probably scare a team with, uh, you know, in a wild card game. But right now, like, I could see them beating like a Rams team or something or, yeah. you know, but I don't know about anyone else. Like I, Vikings, I feel like could get the most of them. But I, I just, I feel like they're going to at least be in. I mean, I'm looking, and now I can start looking. I, so for those out there, Shock and I, we got all these records in front of us. I'm pulling it up. Panthers are playing the Jets, the Saints, the Vikings, the Packers, the Bucks, the Falcons. Now that's I think a, that, I mean, that's a pretty generous schedule in, in terms of like legitimacy of getting into the playoffs. Exactly. So I think so they're probably going to sew one up. They're probably going to take one of those wild card spots. Yeah. And look, don't get me wrong. They've done a great job of, of hiding their deficiencies. I think, uh, having Christian McCaffrey as part of that um, lineup has, has forced defenses to be a little bit more respectful in terms of him going in motion and lining up in the slot. Yeah. So they're, not, they're not as likely to blitz as they are any other season. But it's like you said, uh, once the team starts to go over that tape come playoff time, they're going to start to pick up on, you know, like, oh, they like to run this and they like to do that. So some of those things that kind of carried you through the season, you might end up running into a brick wall come playoff time when teams are getting, you know, serious about going over the tapes. Yeah, and I think their defense lives – also, offense lives and dies by Cam Newton. Defense lives and dies by Luke Keekley. And, yeah. you know – He's got it, an injury. He, I mean, he's, he's had a few injury problems, and I, I'm a little worried about him career-wise, like how long he's going to actually be, you know, a, a viable defensive player in this league. But when he's healthy, he's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, okay, last NFC wildcard spot right now. <laughs> after the Falcons – Win over the Seahawks in Seattle on Monday night. That should almost have its own discussion here because I mean, I did you? I I watched that game. That was it was everything. It was all the magic the Seahawks normally had. Only it just didn't have the same fairy tale ending that the Seahawks games always have. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's something there's there's something to be said. Injuries, I, 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 injuries. Twilight, yeah, man. You're just watching how depleted the Seahawks are, especially on defense there. It's like watching a, a, a rocket go off to space and just slowly see it starts to fizzle out. And then right when it's going to reach that point, it just comes back down to earth. Ugh. And I think as time goes on and they lose more and more of that, you know, the Legion of Boom, uh, they, it's just how much longer can we keep this up? No offensive line, no defensive players to kind of hold a, you know, hold the tide back. And I think that's what we saw. Atlanta's not been fantastic this year. It's nope. still as dangerous as they've always been weapon-wise. But, I mean, that would have been a beatable team with a healthy Seahawks defense. I agree. I totally agree. I'm, I mean, last night for me was this sort of changing of the tide moment for this season of the Seahawks and a real moment of, whoa, they might not make it in. Whoa. I was like marking this game on my calendar as when the Eagles have to go there to play them in two weeks. And now I'm sort of like, I don't really, I'm not as scared. Um, I mean, that defense looked very different without Sherman, without Cam Chancellor. I, I mean, uh, Cliff Averill hasn't been playing for a bit. Like the physicality's not there. I yeah, mean, it, it, they, yeah, they it, I mean, listen, they're hitting guys, but just 
they're getting beat. They're you know they're not closing quick enough. Sheldon Richardson's playing hard, but it's not. It's just not enough. And yeah. a team like the Falcons kind of went. I mean, their their offense they're they're clicking right now. I mean, they are really tr- actually sort of finding some of the magic from last season because you know last night they were getting pretty creative with some of their plays. You know, Tevin Coleman got running hard, and it, they really put a lot of points on. The Seahawks, but of course, the Seahawks, they undid themselves with the interceptions and the turnovers early in the game that got them in a deep hole. And, you know, classic Seahawks, Russell Wilson had to do everything except, you know, fucking eat the sandwich himself in the fourth <laughs> quarter to try to fucking win the goddamn game. And it was this time it was, God, why did they even cut Stephen Hauschka? I mean, Blair Walsh, I'm sorry. This guy is yeah, just... Yeah, oh my God. Oh, my Blair God. Walsh. Like this guy is is what's the what's the word? He's cursed or he's How do you still have work? I don't know, man. I mean, after he missed three field goals a few weeks ago, it's like, dude, you can't I mean, listen, the field goal was dead on, it just didn't have enough leg on it. Yeah. Uh, but the Seahawks too many problems. You offensive line, I mean, you nailed it. So let's start talking about this. Who's gonna make this last wild card spot? And another team I gotta throw in there is the Lions. Detroit Lions are in the mix too, and, Which, and, and you know I mean I, I I can't disagree with you on this. I, I I think the yeah you're right. I can't write the Lions off. They've they've and a little recently they're playing a lot better. Um, Golden State being back and somewhat fresh has helped. I'm still I think my same concerns I've had with them still exist. Um, their defense gives up too many points. I think a lot of their games is still too much of a dogfight. Yeah. Um, I mean, but, dude, they were in it at the very end with the Bears last week. Yeah, with the Bears. And that's, <laughs> that's <laughs> Fucking Bears. I mean, Fucking Bears. Struggling with. And it, it, it worries me a little bit. Just a little bit. And I'm looking at the schedule now. They got the Vikings next. Mm-hmm. That's uh, Thanksgiving. They have the Ravens, who are also another team in the playoff hunt. You know, it's not going to be an easy fight. Dude, they have I... the Bucks. They got the Bears again. And then they got the Bengals and the Packers. They have a winnable schedule. Yeah. You know, they've got a winnable schedule. That, um, that's what's sort of like, I can't count them out. They've got a pretty soft schedule going into the playoffs. So, I mean, they've done just enough, just enough to keep themselves, you know, above water. So now it's just they got to swim to shore. And, you know, it, it's close. So they just got to win the games that they're supposed to win. I mean, the Vikings is going to be a hard fight. But the rest of their schedule is all winnable games. I Well, you know what? Matt Stafford's going to earn his check. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. Okay. If you had to pick one of those teams, Seahawks, Falcons, Lions, which one? Oh, God. I'm going to have to go with the Falcons, man. I mean, they've been proven. Like you said, they're playing a lot better. They seem to be a little bit more cohesive. And I think the injury, actually, that's forced Tevin Coleman into the lineup. Mm-hmm. It's kind of reminding them that they have options. Dude, Tevin Coleman's so good. I mean, he could be a starter on any other team, and he's literally their third down back. Yeah. And he, he makes so much of so little in terms of touches on that team. But I think him being thrust into the starting lineup is kind of reminding them that they have, you know, they're, they're a team with a big playbook. They have options. And I think in terms of uh, opponents, who's going to have, you know, the chance to kind of match up with them. It, it, granted, the Falcons have a tough schedule. I still like the Falcons a little bit more than I would say the Lions. The only reason I would give the Lions any kind of credibility is that their schedule is so damn soft. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Um, you know, I uh, I got to say, uh, yeah, I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to go with the Falcons as well. 
I, I, I think, listen, I think the Lions have got some bite, but I think if I had to pick one over the other, I'd probably go with the Falcons. Nobody wants you t- them getting hot coming back into the playoffs. This is not good for anybody. Nobody yeah. want to play that team if they're getting hot at the right time. And the Seahawks, I think they're trending downward. This is, they can't survive these injuries and they always had offensive line problems. Yeah, man, I got to go with the Panthers and the Falcons as being those wild card spots. Shit. Wow. Let's make a note, man. The, the Falcons play the Saints twice. Uh-huh. And they play the Panthers. So there's going to be some really good football. That's, we might be eating our words, but if it's dude, the Saints... they have... Fa- fa- Falcons have six more games, and five of them are divisional games. So it's going to be... I mean, the, how bad do you want it is going to be the question for the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, this is going to be... I mean, this could be tough sledding. It's it's basically it's going to be sink or swim, more or less. If you can't beat these guys, your divisional like you know competition, then you shouldn't be in the playoffs. And they should be. They were in the Super Bowl last year, and they whooped everybody last year. So, you know, no excuses. God. Yeah, I'm good, dude. We're going with the Falcons, whether we like it or not. We're gonna eat. We we'll see if we will eat our words in a few weeks. It's a sink or swim pick. All right, we got to go to the AFC. This thing is just a fucking hot mess. <laughs> fucking hot mess. Right off the bat. Steelers Patriots that's that's okay. really I don't really there's not we we have to establish the fact that it is the Patriots the Steelers and everybody else these teams are still the Patriots and the Steelers these storied franchises Roethlisberger and Brady these quarterbacks you know the Patriots defense was terrible at the beginning of the season they've righted the ship you know Ben Roethlisberger's gone up and down all year he's now looking I mean he looked good the other night in Heinz Field and you got to remember, they're they're not playing for home home field because in the playoffs they're going to want to play in Heinz Field because he is much better at home than he is on the road. Yeah. So, okay, we can we can dissect them a little bit here and there. Where are their flaws? What's wrong with them? They're fucking good. They're in. They're probably getting the buys. Now let's go to this dog shit dredge of teams which make up the rest of the conference. The Jaguars, seven and three. Uh, here, let's let's list them off. The Jaguars, the Chiefs. The Jaguars are seven and three. Chiefs are six and four. Titans are six and four. Ravens are five and five. Still in it. Bills, five and five. Is this? Are they five and five? They're five and five. Yeah. Dolphins are four and six. Jets are four and six. Bengals are four and six. Texans are four and six. Chargers are four and six. Raiders are four and six. Okay. Let, let's start off with the Jaguars, okay? Let's just start there. Yeah, please. Can they win the division? Look, I'm going to forever, and I will never be tired of shitting on Blake Bortles. <laughs> the Jacksonville Jaguars are 7-3. and three. Yes. Um, as far as I'm concerned, they're still in the bubble to me just because their quarterback is Blake Bortles. Mm-hmm. And until he makes me eat, eat my goddamn words, I'm still, you know, the, their defense is the only thing carrying them. Right now, in terms of uh, who they have to beat, their defense is pretty good. It's pretty good. Like has gotten better now that Marcel Darius is there. I mean, they were good in yes. passing. Now they're even better on the run. And look, I'm gonna have to give it to the Jaguars because their schedule is soft as baby shit. Oh. It's so soft. They got the Cardinals. They got the Colts. They got the Seahawks. Mm. Texans. The 49ers and the Titans. Oh my god. Like, I mean. It don't get much easier than that. I mean, look, look at the quarterbacks they're going to be going up against. It's all like, well, let's see. The Cardinals quarterback is out for a season. 
Colts starting quarterbacks out for the season. Um, Russell Wilson. They, they got to deal with Magic. The Texans starting quarterbacks out for the season. The 49ers, I mean, they might be facing Jimmy Garoppolo at that point. Maybe. Who knows? And the Titans, and I then, mean, the Titans, we can talk about where the Titans... I mean, we let's listen, we could slide right to the Titans for a second here because really, it, it, right now, the way the standings are set, one of them's winning the division and one of them is in the playoffs. I can't believe you've got two possible playoff teams from the AFC fucking South. But it's that bad right now. It's that bad right now. And also, they play each other at the end of the season. Like, week 17 in Tennessee, you got Titans-Jags. That could be to decide the division. Yeah, really. At that point, it won't even matter because they both will probably be in the playoffs. It's just a question of where, you know. Do you think both of them will be in the playoffs? Pop quiz. What do you think? I mean, I I have to. I I really, well, look, I'm looking just in terms of who else, in terms of going to be in a wild card. Mm Mm-hmm. And if Kansas City keeps on sliding, which I don't think they will, right? You know, it's got to be Kansas City winning their division, Jacksonville winning the division, and Tennessee right up their butts. You know, in the wild card. Now, so. real quick, let's talk. Okay, actually, fuck, real quick, let's get out of this AFC South because it's dog shit. We can come back to yeah. it in a moment. Let's talk about the AFC West: Chiefs, Chargers, Raiders. So, number one, Chiefs clearly have fallen from grace as being this, like, anointed. Alex Smith was the MVP. They blow out the Patriots. People are like, this is the Super Bowl team. Okay. After some dog shit losses, especially overtime in New York to the Giants. Come on now, guys. This team is 6-4. and You've got the Raiders who have just fallen. What the fuck happened there? I those guys should really look I'm at themselves be in the mirror. Honest. I'm not surprised about the Raiders dropping. I mean, their defense was bad, and and that's what really just revealed itself. The defense was so bad last year, and the offense. I mean, maybe it was lightning in a bottle last year. I don't know if they're going to be able to replicate it because they haven't lost that many pieces. And if anything, I mean, they just didn't really fix. They didn't fix the defense. That was the problem. And that was my argument last year. As to why, uh, you know, I, I never thought the Raiders were that good. And I, don't, I hate saying it like that, like I'm that naysayer. Yeah, but... But they just weren't. It's just quarterback play last year literally bailed them out of every... Derek Carr bailed them out of every bad, you know, scenario they had last year. I mean, his play was... He had to play perfect last year to, to, to make their record what it was. I think they were 11-5 and five last year. Yeah. I mean, uh, aside from that, there's nothing has really changed about the team. It's just that Derek Carr is not bringing that same kind of magic to every single game anymore. Yeah. And I'm, maybe, maybe defense, you know, defenses are playing a lot better this year. Maybe they figured out the, uh, the formula. Yeah. And, and listen, Amari Cooper's disappeared, you know, things like that skill position players. Like, you know, they brought in Marshawn Lynch to be a world beater and he's just not, he's, he's an, he's a 30 something year old running back who has been off for a year. And I'm yeah. sorry, the NFL is unforgiving to players who are in that scenario. So look, man. Let's look, sorry. Let's drag us off the Chiefs. That's but. okay. No, we're we're still in the division. I want to. Well, after this, we'll come back to the Chiefs and the Chargers because I think the Chargers could yeah. go on a run. But keep going. Keep shitting on the Raiders. It's all right. But, but no, I mean, it's just it, it, it's unfathomable to me how uh, how they made it so far last year. And the only way that kind of comes into perspective is if you sit and you ask someone, well, what's different about the Raiders between this year and last year? And there's really not much personnel-wise. They added Marshawn Lynch, which you would think would make them better because they actually have a focal point uh, in terms of running back. And I like him more than Latavius Murray, mm-hmm. who seems to be a much better fit. They added Jared Cook? Jared, Yeah, at tight end. I mean, they should be, on paper, 
you know, a lot more dangerous on offense. And it's kind of been, you know, manic. They've had some great games, um, you know, where they've exploded on offense. But when the offense doesn't show up, you got to rely on a defense, which is still as questionable as it's always been. Yeah, they, um, and I believe today they fired their defensive coordinator. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. Uh, with a long time coming. Yeah. But, I mean, uh, in the middle of the season, it doesn't really do much now in terms of uh, it, it, it's already it's the lost cause, I'd say. No, I it's agree. a little too late. I agree. And, you know, I think this, this needed to happen. I mean, it, it had been known for a while now. You're going in and you're playing the Raiders to get ready to put a lot of points on the board. Yeah. Um, so Chargers, Chiefs. Now, can the Chargers make the playoffs? I have a little bit of a bias. I like the Chargers. I, I, I mean, I, I do too. I think especially after we wrote them off after the 0-4 start. I mean, I can't believe we're talking about this. I feel like I'm always like this every year. And I think it's because there's some weird part of me that wish Philip Rivers had played out his career somewhere else after him and LT weren't together anymore. Mm-hmm. I, I just love him as a quarterback. Hang on. I got a phone ringing in here. This is a Shaka doing double duty. Oh, I'm not answering it. I'm no, just... I know. <laughs> Tell that motherfucker I'm busy. I don't know why they call in this fucking place. Uh, it's like 7.30 at night. Who do they think is still here? Dude, tell them you're busy. Oh, no. I'm not even. I'm so, just tell them you're in a meeting. All right. Sorry. What were we? That's okay. Um, we're talking about Philip Rivers and uh, he what, how he should have played out someplace else because the Chargers suck and LT yeah. and he were magic. And I look, Philip Rivers has given his best years. Dude, I love Philip Rivers, man. I love watching him play. Loving having him on fantasy. God. I always have this weird scenario where I imagine what would have happened if the Giants had actually kept him instead of trading him in the draft. Yeah. And Eli had played out his years in, in San Diego. Like, how bizarre would that have been? I mean, I don't think the Giants would end up winning those Super Bowls. Dude, they might have, man. I, I mean, who's a better quarterback? I kind of almost yeah, feel like Phillip Rivers is. There's. It's true. I, and when we look at the body of work in terms of career numbers, it's it's easily Philip Rivers, just monster years. I just but, I I wanted I wanted more out of Philip Rivers. I wanted him to have a Super Bowl run, or something like that. I mean, I yeah, absolutely. I, I think the the in terms of just um uh management putting together a competitive team after LT left was it was like a crap. Like they just I don't think they gave up, but they just made a lot of bad calls. Yeah, you know, they running did. back wise. And, Ryan Matthews you know. and yeah, and they, they had some bad luck with injuries. You know, yeah. uh, Keenan Allen couldn't keep it together. They had a they had a lot offensive of line. How many? Yeah, remember that whole, season where they went through four starting centers? Oh my god! I yeah, mean, Phil Rivers has had a rough go. I think he's lost his mind a little bit. And then you, you and then you got to throw in bad coaching. I mean, Mike McCoy was not. He just got fired as the offensive coordinator of the Broncos. They brought him back this year after coaching the Chargers for four years. I mean, you know, they have not. Chargers are not the best run franchise. Hence, why Eli no. Manning was like, "I don't want to fucking play there." And that being said. I still feel like the Chargers have something of a run in them. It's it's man, I'm I'm walking on a tightrope, kind of rooting for them. I mean, I would rather have them in than the Baltimore Ravens. I mean, the Ravens, their defense is good, their offense is is criminally bad. But the divisions are so bad that the Ravens are a legitimate, you know, choice for a wild card. They could make it in very well on a wild card. And you'll just look at Joe Flacco and go, how the fuck did you end up here? Okay, Bills or Ravens, who would get in? Um, The Bills have too much going on, like I said, like we discussed at the beginning of the show. The Bills are too much of in a quagmire 
They have to sit down with Tyrod Taylor and apologize and say, look, we'll do this your way, which is never going to happen. I'm going to have to go with the Ravens if I have to pick between the two. The Ravens, at least we know they suck offensively, but their defense is so good that it's kept them in games. So Flacco does just enough to keep the Ravens in the playoff hunt. Okay. Dolphins or Ravens? Oh, God, please, let's never talk about the Dolphins. They're so bad. I, I mean, think they barely scored more points than the fucking Browns this year. I mean, so, so like, like, okay, if we're talking, if if we're looking at this and we're saying that the Chiefs are going to win that division, they'll 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 come away with it, and then the wild cards are going to be the Titans and the Ravens. That's what we're saying. It's yes, yeah, yeah. How crazy does that sound? But when you look at the the the, this, the divisional records, it's just like. I mean, God, it's you're pulling, you're pulling, you know. You can't. You don't think the Chargers are gonna like push the Ravens out? I'm rooting for the Chargers, but if I'm realistic, I gotta look at that schedule again. Hang on, I gotta look at the schedule. It's okay. It's I'm I'm having the same feeling too because I'm like I can't believe that that atrocious Ravens offense is gonna like. No, I'm, I think I'm right. You look at the Chargers, they got to play the Cowboys. Granted, they don't have Ezekiel Elliott. I don't mm-hmm. think they're going to they're, they're, they're gonna bounce back from that loss to the to the Eagles. Yeah. You got the Cowboys, you got the Browns, mm-hmm. you got the Redskins. Well, granted, they're playing up and down, but still, they're competitive. Mm-hmm. You got the Chiefs, you got the Jets, and you got the Raiders. So there's some games they can win, but there are also some games they can actually, you know, they can actually go down. You know, and the Jets right now are kind of... It's anyone's guess what kind of team you're going to run into. When yeah, run they're, they're kind of like a like a dying animal. They just be you got to watch your back. They might swipe at you when you're not looking. Exactly, exactly. They might end up tripping you up. So I mean, the Chargers kind of have a wonky schedule. And let's look at the Ravens. They got the Texans. Mm. They got the Lions. Mm. They got the Steelers, the Browns, the Colts, and the Bengals. So mm. I mean, it, again, they also have a wonky schedule. So this is like watching. You ever seen those like those puppy bowl races they have at halftime at the Super Bowl? <laughs> it's just like one guy's going in a straight line until he gets to the finish and just stops and goes backwards, and the other one zigzags all the way. It's just it, you're not gonna know how this is gonna shake out to like the last two games of the season. Wow, I think that is the <laughs> best analysis I've heard all season. Shock and nailed it. Comparing the AFC wild card playoff hunt. <laughs> To a puppy bowl video during a halftime at, you said a Super Bowl, but I could also just say any piece of shit Tuesday night NBA game. Yeah, it's just, I mean, it's it's a mess. It, it really is a mess. And somebody's going to be lucky enough to run into the Ravens first round. Okay. So. All right. I mean, I... I, I don't really want to agree with you, but I kind of am agreeing with you. You know, I mean, I had to really think about it, and I mean, I dreaded this moment, but I'm still, I'm still 100 percent sure I go with the Ravens over the Chargers just because. Okay, no, I, I'm gonna go with you as well. I think you're right. I mean, looking at that chart, it's hard for the Chargers to crawl back from four and six. All these four and six teams are really, they seem like they have a run in them, but. The truth is, they're not good enough to kind of keep a run like that going, and each one of them has some type of a buzzsaw game, you know, coming up in their schedule. It's just going to ruin any type of comeback they have. 
And it's and I also just don't want to accept that we're going to see two playoff contenders from the AFC South. That just seems strange in the, the last... It makes me think, though, don't we have this every year? I'm, I can't remember who the unlucky team is, that wildcard team. I was like, you, let's face it, you don't really belong here, but you're here. Yeah, like, I mean, last year it was uh, it was the Dolphins. I think the Dolphins squeaked in, right, with Matt Moore. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. you know, the Tennessee Titans nearly got in. And in years past, it's been teams like the Texans or the the Chargers. One year the Chargers squeaked in like that. And I think yeah. they upset hey, look, the Bengals. Once upon a time, the Giants, the 8-8 eight eight Giants came in as that what are, you, what are you doing here kind of team. And they won a Super Bowl. Hey, they were 9-7. and seven. So. Give them some more credit than that. <laughs> All right, nine and seven. I mean, granted, look, that's projected out to be what the Ravens' record, I think, is going to be when this is all said and done. Nine and seven. Hey, so listen, at least that'll be better than having a seven and nine team in the playoffs. I mean, that did that did birth the beast quake, but still, um, you want to have at least a team that's five hundred or better, maybe, possibly, sort of. Fair enough. It's anybody's guess at this point. All right, we're going to get the fuck out of here. Guys, thanks a lot for listening. Uh, you can subscribe to Sam Sports Podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Like my Facebook page, Sam Sports Station. Follow me on Twitter at SmithFaceJones. Follow me on Instagram at Sam Sports Station. Email Shaka and I any mailbag questions at SamSportsStation at gmail.com. Oh, God. Shaka, any, uh, any final thoughts before we go off and to have a fabulous turkey day? Um, I actually don't have anything to offer this week. I, I, I need to gather my thoughts because there's a lot of stuff going on. There's some really good articles out there in Deadspin, though, this week. Um, I think his name's Dom Constantino. Okay. Has some really great breakdowns of how Kansas City's offense, how, uh, especially with its Houston Texans when Deshaun Watson was healthy, how they just tore defenses apart. You know, and granted, like I said before, defenses have gotten a lot better this year uh, just to see how they actually adapted. Remember a couple years back, we were talking about how these spread offenses. These new high-powered offenses were just racking up all the points. I think things have kind of come back around now, and defenses have learned and adapted and have gotten better. So scoring is actually down this year, which is hard to imagine when you thought these offenses were here to stay. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a really good read. It's a really interesting read on you know how some of these teams are doing so well. And a discussion about you know cycles of football styles and schemes and evolution yeah, of the game. It, it reminds you that things come back around, man. Yeah. They you know defenses. Once upon a time, those 2000 Baltimore Ravens, that defense was, you know, everyone was crafting their their teams to be, you know, the next Baltimore Ravens. And sure enough, that kind of fades out. And then you have these high-powered offenses like, you know, Kurt Warner and the Rams, teams like that. You know, everyone everyone mimics whatever is hot at the time. Yeah. So I think we're kind of in a transitional phase right now again. Yeah. Exciting to watch. And I'm looking forward to it on Thanksgiving. Three games. Lions, Vikings, Chargers, Cowboys, and of course the dog shit night game, Giants, Redskins. Can't wait. Everybody, happy Thanksgiving. We'll be back next week to break down the week, whatever the hell slate of games it is, and uh, enjoy the turkey. We'll talk to you guys happy later. Happy Thanksgiving, guys. Take care.